comic. Why so serious? What? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger mission. Logic. Dance off, bro! Me and you! Comic. What? Logic. Cheerleading trials. Hi, boys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Comic Book Logic Special Live kind of edition. Hot take edition. Hot take edition. There you go. Hot yeah. take. Um, we're doing Suicide Squad today. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can turn us off and turn us back on after you've seen it. And uh, and you you had your opinion on it. Because <laughs> we have ours. Yes, we do. Um, so I'm going to start this podcast off like I start off every podcast. Kevin. What did you know about Suicide Squad? Well, I know about the general concept. Um, and it's, I, it's been done in movies for the past 40 years. I, I understand there's some sort of Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, uh, it was, uh, I haven't been watching it as much lately, but uh, we talked about how they were doing that a little bit on Arrow, so I was introduced to some Ooh, of that. Like, the, the great villains such as Bronze Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> they did mention Bron. They did have him, but Deadshot, yeah. who was not Will Smith, yes, uh, was a big uh, had a, had a nice arc in there. But uh, I always remember Bronze Tiger because he's played by Michael Jai White, I believe. Yeah, isn't he in the on, the, on Arrow? Is it Michael Jai that White? Sounds right. Or is it the guy who created Tybo? It's one of the two. <laughs> the Tybo guy. Yeah, the Tybo guy. <laughs> Bronze Tybo. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're not far off. I mean, uh, Arrow kind of beat. Uh, the actual movie Suicide Squad by a couple years, um, not the actual comic because the comic itself, uh, the the hero group itself debuted in the Brave and the Bold, uh, number twenty five from nineteen fifty nine. So Suicide Squad, forty six years old. That's the soap opera on CBS. Yes, the Brave the, and the Bold, the sixties. As sands through the hourglass, <laughs> so is the Suicide Squad. Um. No, it was uh created by. Let me get their names right because these guys have I. And for the life of me, I didn't recognize any of these guys' names. Robert Kaniger and artist Ross Andrew. Uh. But Andrew is spelled A-N-D-R-U, which makes him sound like a Star Trek villain. It is sure. the Andrew! Yes. I bet 25 quatlus on the Suicide Squad. <laughs> the Andrew Protocol. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Andrew sounds like the guy who would be, like, like with the big head with the brain in it. Yes. Who would like? Who wouldn't say anything? It would all be voiceover to Kirk, and Kirk right. would be like, "You have to let these people go, Andrew." Um, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, <laughs> come um, in and clean up your room. But the real Suicide Squad that most people are familiar with uh, debuted in, uh, I believe it was 1987 for the Legends miniseries. I talked about this on pre- we did our preview of the year's comic book movies. But that Suicide Squad, as created by John Ostrander, uh, made famous in this movie by the John Ostrander building that they have to go to, hmm. uh, it's basically a Dirty Dozen style group. It's, it's kind of like the explanation of why the... 
uh, why there's so many villains that are still walking around in this. And like you're like, did, did Batman just put this guy away into the prison like a couple issues ago? Why is he out again? Like it's just is a revolving door in this reality. Oh, yeah. Did Michael Dukakis become president? Ah. <laughs> Kevin gets that reference. You know what's so it's really really weird that you made a Michael Dukakis reference is I started watching um, Tanner eighty eight, which is the uh, I know Tanner. Okay, you yeah. know well for our listeners, Tanner eighty eight was uh, Robert Altman and Doonesbury creator Gary Trudeau, now Prime Minister of Canada, Gary Trudeau. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, wrote this like spoof like mockumentary slash drama like comedy drama where they had michael murphy the actor and like a couple like other actors that they they um uh that they cast basically like pretend that he was a presidential candidate named like robert tanner james tanner or something like that um and they actually like have like Bob Dole is in the movie. It's like a Bob TV Dole. miniseries that was Bob on Dole. HBO, and it's just really funny because obviously the '88 election, Bush versus Dukakis. Yeah, there you go. Dukakis <laughs> won, and that's why everything is great right now. <laughs> More like everything is Greek. Um, so yeah, uh, the John Ostrander <laughs> comic. Is- Standard villains would be in it: uh, Captain Boomerang, Killer Croc, Deadshot. A lot of what you see. Um, the conceit was essentially uh, Rick Flag would lead this group, and it was Rick bun- Flair. Rick Flair, woo! Oh. <laughs> Rick Flag would run this group, and it would be a bunch of villains who had bombs implanted in their neck. And if they had ever uh, deviated from the plan, the bomb would explode, killing them. So they had to um, follow the orders, and it was it was basically a rehab program. I mean, it, it's a fairly simple. Uh, conceit that just kind of followed along throughout the years um it was never super popular but it was always like one of those underground books that like a lot of people will point to as being like grim and gritty comics before that was like a thing yeah so people will be like oh yeah suicide squad that was such a great idea and you look back at it and you're like this is just silly <laughs> injection you got it's a nanite explosive it's the size of a rice grain but it's powerful as a hand grenade you disobey me you die you try to escape, you die. You otherwise irritate or vex me, and guess what? You die. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. Lady, shut up! This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad to do something that'll get you killed. But until that happens, you're my problem. So was that like a, a pep talk? Yeah, those pep talk. Grab what you need for a fight. We're wheels up in 10. You might want to work on your team motivation thing. You heard of Phil Jackson? Yeah. He's like the gold standard, okay? Triangle, bitch. Study. Suicide Squad, bid willy weekend. Gonna rap about the Suicide Squad. I Driving wish. in my hot rod, a.k.a. the Batmobile. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in the lack of a... Big willy rap? Exactly. Yeah. I don't... Ugh. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Yeah, so uh, let's start it off. I mean, we're introduced to the character of Deadshot three times in the movie. <laughs> we begin with 35 minutes of exposition. I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, it's it's a standard um uh it's a, it's a standard let's get a group together movie that this group has to take it's a man on a mission movie. Yes. What it is. I mean, set it, to the groovy sounds of now that's what I call music 5. <laughs> I mean, that, I, if now that's what I had called Music Five had uh, 
uh, fortunate son on it. That's <laughs> that true. Been, uh, yeah. No, it was right. Okay. <laughs> so, no, this is based off of like one of those like late night CDs that you get like the hits of the decade. Yeah. The 1990s. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I think that came out in the 2000s actually. Right. <laughs> I sure. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Basically, the conceit is is that Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, mm-hmm. right? Or did you say Octavia oh, Spencer? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I. My... Uh, Viola Davis is basically saying that if Superman could, you know, take over the world, we need we need to have our own people that are able to combat him. We need to have these people that we can control. And she's a big person who's all about leverage, even though that's not the show that she's on, isn't it? Is it she on How to Get Away with Murder? <laughs> right, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, different. <laughs> Different show. Different show. Um, so she wants to get this group of people with superhuman abilities together to fight off these bad guys. So she gets a couple of people who have superhuman abilities, a person with like like a skin problem, and uh, a guy who can yeah. shoot a gun really well, and a guy with a boomerang. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this goes to your whole thing about with the Avengers, where it's like, the only one who really has powers is Thor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, the Scarlet Witch in that group, and it's right. like or Captain America. Well, yeah. and so <laughs> one of my problems initially is like, okay, Deadshot, Will Smith is Deadshot. His whole thing is that he has really good aim, which arguably every superhero does. Yeah. Um, he has very good aim. Yeah. But like, why is he in this like black site? Like, why isn't he just in regular jail? I don't understand why he's... Like, the worst of the worst. Like, we see that he's really especially not. Yeah. He's, we, we see right off the bat that he's like, has a code. Yeah. So, like, everyone else, like, a lot of other people, and I don't even understand. Yeah, he's, he's, he's she the killer, you know. He's what got a code. Boomerang did. No, no, he's, uh, he's, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, oh, you mean uh, Ghost Dog? Not Ghost Dog. referencing Ghost Dog? No, no, I'm thinking of, uh, um, uh, Jean Renault in oh uh, in the profession in the prof- yeah. no women no children right I don't know why I'm speaking like Antonio Banderas <laughs> sort of a vague yeah vague voice <laughs> all, all purpose voice well Jean Renault says three words in the entire movie sure and it, it, there no women no children <laughs> repeats no twice it's three it's words exactly. yeah uh, <laughs> so. she gets this team together let's just go over the team really briefly because we see their origin stories we see we got uh, Deadshot. Uh huh. Who I'm probably gonna call Deadpool at least twice in this cast, if not more. He's got a kid and really good aim. Yeah. And Batman arrests him. Yeah. And he really doesn't like Batman. No, he doesn't like Batman at all. Doesn't like it. No. Um, We have Harley Quinn, the Joker's mall, played by Margot Robbie. Yeah. Is it Robbie or Robbie? You know, I hear both. And actually, I thought it was pronounced Robbie and spelled with one B, but I've been seeing a lot of two Bs, yeah. and uh, I just have, uh, you know, I, I feel like maybe it changes. Yeah. It's one of those things where it just depends. Yeah. Uh, you know, Margot Robbie uh, playing the, playing Harley Quinn, former mm-hmm. psychologist of uh, or psychiatrist to the Joker, mm-hmm. Harleen Quinzel, ironically named. Sure. Um, by Again, the way, very like, I mean, what else was she going to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. that was really, she was set up from birth to really go down that road. Um, I would just like to point out, though, that one of the things I really did enjoy was that when they kind of like introduced her and they kind of showed like, um, just like some shots of her working with the Joker, they did the whole mad love 
cover of the, of the graphic novel Man mm. Love, where she's like in the, the traditional animated series outfit, right. and he's in this. It li- I'm just like, oh, that was really really cool to see. I mean, that was that's really for the comic book fans there. Sure. Um, then we also have Killer Croc, played by I am not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. We'll butcher it, and it's <laughs> he'll forgive us, I think. Yeah. Uh, let me. Oh God, it's. <laughs> Uh, Adewale, I can't. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> I'm re- I'm usually pretty good with languages too. I'm just not even gonna try. It's a tough one. Um, and, and we I have... haven't really ever heard it said, or if I have, it's been a really long time. Yeah, been since like when Lost was on the air. Yeah. Uh, then we have Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Digger Harkness, who I also don't know exactly what. Uh, he he's did. really good with boomerangs. No, I don't know what he did again to like end up in there like why is he in solitary yeah he stole some things and uh the flash caught him yeah for a second yeah ezra miller shows up and i didn't even know he was going to be in this movie i did i had heard that um i just thought maybe it would be for longer than a half a second although i guess that's appropriate he's the flash (laughs) Uh, um then we have uh, we have Kara Devine as the Enchantress. Ah, yes. She, um, Not really a member of the Suicide no, Squad. No, she, well, she starts out, like, the whole point is is that she's going to be, like, this the superpower magic girl, mm-hmm. and Waller thinks that she can control her. Right. Um, because uh, Rick Flagg, who is the special forces agent, falls in love with her. Like, yes. she orchestrates them falling in love, which she's just a regular governmental Cupid, I'll tell you that. But unfortunately, it goes wrong. Uh, yes. Backing up the team, we have uh, Katana uh, <laughs> as, like, not even a villain. She's just kind of there. Like, we need another girl in this yeah. group. So let's get the, uh, let's get a samurai chick. Let's, uh, is Tarantino uh, using anyone right now? Who, who can we use? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Diablo. Uh, Diablo, a, the guy who could control fire and the the caricature, the <laughs> kind of racist caricature, very racist caricature, uh, who has the ability to do things with fire. He he doesn't just make fire; he can also use fire to spell words or create little dancing ladies. I thought that was cool. Uh, and then, of course, he can also turn into an enormous <laughs> Aztec, Aztec fire, monster. fire monster. <laughs> so great. But he won't use his powers because the last time he used his powers, he killed his entire family. Um, yes. So he just doesn't trust himself. He's going to try to be a pacifist. They keep him in some sort of a weird fireproof septic tank in the yard. Uh, yeah. Because uh, they don't want him to hurt anybody. I also like, oh, it's uh, Karen Fukuhara is a katana. I just wanted to mention that. Oh, okay. I also like the fact that it's like, yeah, let's get the Asian girl. We'll name her Katana. That's, that's. Uh, well, I mean, she got has the, a katana. The Hispanic is named Diablo. Yes. Could we just call him Devil? No, it's got to be nope. Diablo. Well. El Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay that it's a racist caricature because the source material is a racist caricature. So mm. why would you it's not the movie's fault. They're just doing yeah. the thing. From 1987. <sighs> Once again, 19 late 80s coming in. <laughs> coming at you. With coming the at 80s. you. Um and then we have the backstory of course is that Harley Quinn 
this is this is kind of an important backstory because there's a weird tangential subplot that really doesn't have to do much with the movie, but it's there, so we might as well talk about it. Is that Harley Quinn was was picked up by Batman uh, as as Joker and Harley Quinn drove a Lamborghini into the water, mm-hmm. and uh, Joker managed to get away, but Harley got. Uh, abdu- uh, got arrested by Batman, mm-hmm. and so part of this movie is the Joker trying to the, get the Harley jo- back. The, the Joker got away. Yes, the saying? Joker got away. <laughs> I already made a couple Batmobile guys <laughs> <laughs> lost its wheel jokes. All right. Um, and the Joker, played by uh, the most do we beautiful do we, man ever. Do Jared, we do we Jared talk Leno. do we talk Joker now? Do we save Joker? Do we? Well, I mean, it's just it's. I mean, going through the plot, it's basically the Enchantress uh, gets loose, sets her crazy brother, brother Incubus, loose, ah. <laughs> which would make her succubus. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Wait, that's a thing. Uh-huh. Um, so Incubus loose, and they try to take over Midway City, which is actually the DC's version of Chicago. Mm. Uh, Makes sense. Hawkman's there. That's why I kept on making Hawkman references in case you... I actually knew that only because I, I think I saw that in passing in a review oh. or in a in like a blurb somewhere on yeah. like Letterboxd or something. Someone mentioned Hawkman and I was like, oh, I wonder if Hawkman... Be... No, no Hawkman. No. It'd be great if it was actually... No Hawkman in the movie. If it was Brian Blessed from the 1980s Flash Gordon as Hawkman. Mm. Oh! <laughs> Come on! Do you want to live forever? Oh! Um, I'll just believe you. I, don't... <laughs> I know you don't like that movie. But... Yeah. Um, so they, she's going to create this crazy machine that's going to destroy all of the world's military, so the world will be under her control. So Waller enacts the Task Force X, a.k.a. Suicide Squad Protocols, getting all of these bad guys to go out and try and rescue her because she's in Midway City. This is where it gets a little weird. I was not a big fan of this. That's where it gets weird, huh? Yeah, for me, it does. <laughs> I mean, I, I follow the plot. I, I, I give the conceit of like, okay, this is a Dirty Dozen movie. It's like all these people are in jail. You know, we need to get, we need bad people to do bad mm-hmm. things. Um, so we could blame oh, them. Oh, I and, got yeah. it. I, I knew what was going on. But that was the weird thing was, was that, so they dropped them into Midway City and to rescue this VIP person from the top of this building, the Ostrander building. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's Viola Davis, who's up there running Suicide Squad from the building. And it kind of seems like, well, that's just weird. Why did we have to do that? It's 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 very, yeah. Because like, I thought they were dropping him in there to take care of Enchantress. To fight, yeah. right. That was what, and maybe they were like, oh, it changed. There was a lot... This movie got butchered from, and this is just knowing this a little bit, kind of going in from, you know, reading a bit about it this week. I didn't read too much because I didn't really want, I knew that the reviews were bad, but I didn't want to, like, get a lot of specifics because I didn't want, you know, that to really influence um, going into the movie. I didn't read a single review. Yeah, I mean, I skimmed a few, like, very general comments, saw some murmurs on Twitter, but otherwise I was just kind of like, okay, people aren't saying this movie's very good, but I didn't really want to get too into exactly what goes, what's going wrong with this movie. Um but I did know enough about because um, there was a piece yeah. in yeah there was a piece in um, it might have been in the Hollywood Reporter it was kind of weird because I like saw an article and then it linked to another article that linked to another article but um, someone did a whole thing about um, 
what was going on on set with this movie, what was going on in production with this movie. And, you know, the version that Ayer brought back, nobody liked, basically. I don't know that, I don't know that, it's not really fair. It's not that it, the studio didn't like it. And they were like, no, it needs to be this, it needs to be that. And we talked a little bit before about the reshoots. But there's so much where it's very clear. I mean, I noticed, and I leaned over to you, I noticed when Killer Croc is swimming in the water underneath. And it's like cutting to him fighting like some monster. And you see it like twice where he's fighting something. And you're like, what 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 the the hell is he doing down there? Like, it was clearly something that got cut. But there were still scenes from it in the finished product and you're like you can tell that there's so much that's like there were moments where they had to say things that were clearly added in post like just to explain a transition that got cut yeah there was there seemed to be like a lot of like I, I could tell there were a couple lines that were like said that i was just like that's just weird like do they think we're that stupid it's some of it was that and some of it was they needed to explain like, why yeah. suddenly they were going and doing something because yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, it doesn't make any sense why they would go do that. And they had to be like later, like you'd see a shot of the building and someone would like a voiceover of a character would be like, we have to go. They're on top of the build, you know? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What? Like some, like the, the whole thing was a disaster <laughs> from the, from an actual like development side. Yeah. Like, Stu- the whole thing reeks of studio meddling. Yes. So they they go to save Waller in the building, and it turns out that this, that they evacuated Midway City, which I think was something that was added uh, post. Yeah, it had yeah. to be. That, right. That seemed really like weird. Like there was things in the sign like mandatory evacuation. It could that could have been beforehand with like man of like as reference uh, to Man of Steel. Like you know, everyone's pissed off. Like all this loss of life. Let's get everyone out of the city. But the people that remained in the city get turned into weird like. Del Tor- Guillermo weird, del Toro mo- monsters, bubblehead monsters. Yeah, yes. I shouldn't say that's 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 an insult to Guillermo del Toro because yeah. like those would be way creepier if del Toro did it. Yes. Um. So they're like that's when we get to see the Suicide Squad in action. Uh, they they have uh one guy who's in the Suicide Squad he shows up last minute, then it's the first guy to get his head blown off. <laughs> well, my so my favorite thing about that was like, and I had forgotten that he was in Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot. Because your power make... is he can climb <laughs> oh, anything. I, I thought you were gonna say he's just powers to really suck at music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, he it's so the shot where I was going to point this out because the shot where they're in the boardroom with Enchantress and yeah. she's about to demonstrate and they have the Suicide Squad members like profiles up on the board and Slipknot's there, but we haven't seen, seen him, him yet. yet. And we're yeah. just like, oh, there's also another guy. And then he shows up and you're just like, yeah, no, he's 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 going to die. He's gonna die immediately. Yeah. And you knew someone had to. Well, and that's what I said because of the whole like they're yeah. gonna sh- they have to demonstrate. Oh, it really is gonna yeah. explode their necks. <laughs> he was the dumbest guy ever because he just like shoots like a thing out. He's like, "See ya, suckers!" <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they're like his power is he can climb, climb anything. With- it's like no, his power is he owns a grappling, grappling hook, hook in a comic book movie. <laughs> It's I a- could have done that. <laughs> I am the Slipknot now. <laughs> yeah, I can like see you going. <laughs> Later, sucker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you going up really slowly? Does this thing, does this thing have like a have like an accelerator? Am I, do- am I doing, doing it wrong? Track? It's not. It's something's like a- not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my neck. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is they have these bombs in their necks and Flag will blow them up if in case they they get out of line. Yeah. You get, it's, as as it said a thousand times in this movie, he's like, I'm going to blow you up. I'm going to blow you up. And they're like, you better not blow me up. I'm going to blow you up. Okay, fine. I won't. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Blow my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they go manage to get up the building and they they save Waller. Um, by the way, they're helicoptered into the city. The helicopter blows up. Yeah, they go up the uh, uh, building to get another helicopter. Uh, the <laughs> Joker, heli- the Joker comes in to get Harley. His helicopter blows up. <laughs> then the helicopter to pick up Waller blows up. <laughs> Helicopters are not Just, a safe mode of transportation. No. They Midway were city. They were uh, terror, and you don't even know how they're going. Like they're like people are shooting at the helicopters, and it's like who's shooting at the helicopter? Where do they get guns? I have no idea why the first <laughs> helicopter crashed. No, they I don't suddenly either. Suddenly, were getting shot at, and then it crashed, and you were like, "Oh God, who's shooting at him?" I they're, thought it was the Joker, the, and yeah. it was it was it was nobody. No, nope. <laughs> there was no there was nobody shooting. Yeah, well, and the the Joker subplot is is that Ike Barinholtz plays this prison right. guard the mindy project like, Ike like, holds. um he plays this prison guard and he's you know he's pretty prominent in the first half of the movie yeah uh and then he shows up later and turns out he has a gambling problem and mm-hmm. the joker is going to pay off his debts so the that- joker played by al pacino as tony montana <laughs> As the Joker, <laughs> really? You thought you thought a little bit of you thought a little he had bit of a, a Scarface, sort of a '30s gangster. Oh, I'll, I'll give you okay. I'll give yeah. you that. I was like gonna say like he he wasn't like oh no 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 not doing it. No, I'm gonna get you out of this mess. No, it was it was Al Pacino doing it was Jared Leto doing Al Pacino doing Tony Montana doing Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight. Okay. That's that's, that's, that's a, how that's my a, train of thought that's was. That's a stretch, went. but I'll give it to you. I could see a little bit, hints of all of that in the, in his performance. Yeah, um, yeah the Joe, he's talking like this. He's doing like a like a Nicholson almost a little bit. He was he was doing, yeah, there were shades of, I think, a lot of, of the big Jokers that we've seen. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of, um, especially when he was trying to be really intimidating. He would get very. Uh, he he was doing a, a, a definitely taking cues from Heath Ledger. Okay, yeah, I, I I was I was gonna say he did like a lot of like he moved like Ledger. Mm-hmm. I think he sounded like Nicholson. Mm. Yeah, but he yeah so uh, uh, so the Joker leverages uh, uh, Ike Barinholtz's like gambling debts mm-hmm. so that Ike Barinholtz will help him get Harley Quinn right. Rescue her. And by that, Baron Holtz gives her a cell phone and then mans a fifty caliber machine gun on the back of the helicopter. <laughs> like, how that's a that's a big jump from like giving her the cell phone. Right. Which no one notices no. that he just gives it to her. No. Like not this, at all. With all these armed soldier stones like, hey. And where is she keeping it? She's not wearing, wearing anything. anything. Yeah, it's true. Well, we know where she's keeping it. I, I think it's implied. <laughs> Or implode. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he... And then he goes to get the scientist who creates the, the little bomb neck thing. Neck bomb thing. And gets him to turn off the thing so that she can get away Yeah, with him. But then the helicopter explodes anyway. So what's the... Yeah. And the, so she thinks the Joker's dead. So, right. Yeah. And she, he's gone for the whole rest of the movie until... Yeah. Until the very, very, later. very yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Um... 
so now Flag is like, we're going to have to cut out the heart of my girlfriend because you know, Deadshot finds out that they're sleeping together. The Enchantress and him are sleeping together. Mm-hmm. So they have a heart-to-heart in the bar while drinking their respective drinks. I think uh, one of the few not horrible scenes in this movie. I liked it a lot. I liked that scene quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, it was that was the kind of thing we needed a little earlier. It was sort of the bonding, the the members of yeah. the team bonding moment yeah. that we didn't really get prior. Yeah. Um definitely probably should have been earlier in the and at least in that kind of like weird third fourth act, like right when they get into Midway City. You should have had when the whole operation goes tits up right away. That's when they should have had that scene. Yeah, maybe. That's that's how mm-hmm. I kind of feel about it. But the um, yeah, so they have this thing where Harley Quinn's drinking, as I said, blue, pure blue curacao, just straight out of the bottle. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, you know, Digger is drinking, and the salt on the rim yeah. of the glass was red. And yeah. She does a whole blue and red thing yeah. through the whole movie. Oh yeah, I know. She's you got to color. You got to color coordinate when you're Harley Quinn. You don't just. You, it's nothing slapdash. Oh no. no, no, no. She had alternating nail polish. Yeah. I noticed a lot with her with her overall aesthetic. I I really liked a lot of the aesthetics in this movie. I liked a lot of the character design. I thought it was cool. I even liked Deadshot, which I thought you know. Granted, he only wears the mask like twice in the movie, but well, I yeah. mean, your A list star yeah, you, isn't going to have a mask on during the movie. You ain't putting a mask on Big Willie. That's, no, that's, you ain't. That's right. No. <laughs> Tell the truth. Um, um yeah, yeah. i and of course they have the heart to heart that which leads them to the big confrontation at the museum i think it's a museum right i don't care where they blow up incubus yeah. after diablo turns into the big flaming Aztec like, warrior hold on wait a second i forgot i could turn into a fire monster <laughs> flaming aztec warrior <laughs> i get real big and i made a fire and we could we could punch each other yeah and then uh then they have the big fight scene with the Enchantress, yeah. where Enchantress basically pulls a Zool, and it's, it's like, oh yeah, that the, entire scene is so much like Ghostbusters, it's not even There's funny. a lot of ghost, the, the final ghost, but like, just the whole laser light show coming out of the top of a building, and then they get up there, I, I wanted somebody to be like, where do these stairs go? <laughs> yeah. They go up. I just wanted someone um, to say... Cross the stream. Exactly. There was a lot of that. I mean, we made a lot of Ghostbusters Rick, jokes Rick while we flag, were. Flag, you said that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> what just popped into your head, Harley Quinn? Exactly. Yeah. Choose the form of the destructor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then so Harley, of course, like she offers them. It's like I will give you whatever you want in power. And blah yeah. blah blah. And Harley says, I want the Joker back, because he was killed. Yeah. But she's and, able to... And what does Deadshot want? Oh, he wants to be reunited with his daughter, and he wants to, you know, Kill have them. a nice, peaceful life. And Oh, no, wait, he, he wants, wants to, to shoot sh- Batman in the head. <laughs> Which is great, because I do... <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit, because I think I think me and you will... will, will we could verbally tussle on uh-huh. that one. But, sure. so, she... You know, I will give you everything you want. Just kneel before me. So, of course, she kneels down. And luckily, the katana sword, which contains the soul of her dead husband, is down there. Oh, yeah. And she uses that to cut open uh, the Enchantress and able to pull out her heart. And, uh, which shuts down everything. Yeah, that's that's the end of it. Shut it down! That's the end of the whole 
That's the end of the whole thing. No, well, Rick Flag Rick Flag comes out and he's like, "Give her back," and she's like, "No." He's like, yeah. "Give her back." No. And so he crushes the heart, yeah, which causes her to like turn to stone. But uh huh. In one final oh, Ghostbusters oh, reference, <laughs> she's alive. The possessed person comes oh. out of smells like burnt witch in here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, jeez, Flag. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> Diablo is like, oh, I'm okay, guys. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, right. He's, he's got the big man stick warrior head on. <laughs> it comes off. <laughs> Get it off, yeah. Oh, God. Um, who does your taxes? <laughs> I want to know who does the Suicide Squad's taxes. That's what I want to know. And, uh, you know, Amanda Waller's still alive and is like, she's like, yeah. oh, you know. And the, whatever. What the are the, the umpteen codas to this movie? <laughs> And then, yeah, so it goes back. You see that Deadshot's able to visit with his daughter. Uh, Harley Quinn is able to get an espresso, espresso machine. machine. Which is sort of her, a joke. Yeah, and the boomerang. And like, oh, and a croc, Killer Croc gets BET. Yeah. What, what's, and what he's was eating a burger, jamming. Oh, he's watching like a rap video. Oh, I, I honestly you, don't remember. I thought you said, I thought you knew what video it was. Oh, no, no, no. No. Yeah, he's eating a burger watching BET. Yeah. he loves BET. Sure. Yeah. Does BET even still show videos? I don't. I just assumed that was like the news. That oh. was just how BET <laughs> just plays the nightly news. <laughs> it's just that. It's just a rap video all the time. Ugh. No, I don't know. It was sort of funny that there was like he's a crocodile man, but he's apparently identifies as black. Yeah, which well, good for him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I got it. I mean, he also identifies as a crocodile, crocodile man. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> He, he's a multi-dimensional character. Yeah, he's a multi-dimensional. And uh, and of course, at the end, we see the wall blow out, and the Joker comes to rescue Harley. Yeah. And then the end of the movie, blah blah blah. Midway through the credits, we see Amanda Waller having dinner with Bruce Wayne. Yes. Yes. And he gets a file, and he's it's got he's got a file on everybody. A file on everybody, and he's like, "Shut down the Suicide Squad. Let me and my friends take it over." Super friends. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Hall of Justice. I'm going to be in league with all of these good guys. It'll be just us. It'll be a just us league. We'll be, be the only ones in it. It'll be me, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Apache Chief, <laughs> Black Tornado, the <laughs> Black Vulcan, and she's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, they're not in the. No, they're not in the binder. No, we don't. We don't have them yet." Apache Chief, Enochchuck, gets big. God, I love it. Um, the end. <laughs> All right, so uh, Suicide Squad notes. The movie just opened up. Um, There's not actually much notes on uh, how it's doing. Um, I I suppose, like, the big thing with the production notes, as we said, was that... It did pretty well this 
weekend. Yeah. I mean, we can when I took notes, I should the, say I didn't oh, okay. have. <laughs> we should have because it's Monday. We're recording this, and I'm hoping to get this up. So hopefully, you're listening to this on Tuesday, Monday night, or Tuesday, or something yeah. like that. Uh, so we, like I said, we just saw it. Hot takes, no real in depth analysis here, other than. Yeah. Uh, gut reactions, but uh, uh, so domestic total on box office mojo right now 133 million as of today, that's the not, 7th. That's not a terrible opening, no, it had a really good opening. Um, budget's 175, so I uh, oh, I'm sure good. it'll make it. This is going to be one of those, and uh, this will be my prediction. Um, because Batman and Superman, Batman v Superman. Uh, colon Dawn of Justice also had a really good domestic opening weekend, and then w- that was all the people who were going to see it, no matter what. Yeah, uh, opening weekend. Yeah, um, which did not include us because we saw it on Monday. So, <laughs> so I was at a convention. The word of mouth and everything is going to um, take its toll. I think on this one, there's going to be a lot of oh, it, it's not getting good reviews, or, or oh, you know, somebody saw it and. You know, they said it wasn't very good or whatever. There's going to be a lot of that. And I think the the next two weeks um, are not going to be kind to this one. There's also a word, a rumor that it's not going to open in China. What? Which is going to potentially kill this movie. Why wouldn't it open in China? Um, Chinese hate the Joker. Yeah, did not pass the censors. Uh, That's what I figured it probably was. Um, Censored China? Yeah, they didn't really uh, care much for Deadpool either. I don't know if Deadpool actually played there either. Well, I could uh, tell you this about about China. China is really kind of iffy on magic and stuff like that. hmm. Like, they do not like ghosts. They do not like... uh, um, you know, spiritual stuff in a lot of their movies, sure. so they tend to be pretty harsh on that sort of thing. Yeah, um, that might be a reason. I don't know for a hundred percent. Yeah, like I know time travel. They don't allow time travel movies in China. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, the Back to the Future does not play in China. <laughs> um, so uh, production notes wise, I mean, we already talked kind of about uh, a bit about after the Batman v Superman and our, the big criticism that the movie was absolutely humorless. Yeah. Um, the studio went back for reshoots on this one to make it funnier, um, which I'm going to go ahead and say they did not succeed. No, I mean, doing. Like, I mean, like we kind of joked about it, like Killer Clock, Killer, killer Croc. Right. He was this movie's equivalent of when you're watching a god awful comedy and it needs to tell you where the laugh lines are and you and it cuts to like a dog under the table, like covering its eyes, going like when someone says like a bad joke, like that's when you're supposed to laugh. Yeah. 90% of this movie was Killer Croc reaction shots. Yeah. I mean, like, and the other 10% was Harley Quinn's butt. Yeah. And I think I actually. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think that one of our – I should – it's not a criticism on my point, but it's – I know you have a criticism on yeah. it, is that I think a lot of the soundtrack was probably added in later as well. Oh, yeah. I, I tend to feel like probably in order to make it feel lighter, they added a very, very poppy soundtrack very to this movie. Very goofy. Very just... goofy. Very goofy is the right word for it. It was like – It was missing 99 Luft balloons is what it was missing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It was – you know, we it opens up because it's in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Is where this sort of black site is. And it opens up there, and you know that it's in New Orleans because House of the Rising yeah. Sun starts <laughs> playing. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they were 
at least I thought what I thought they were doing was they were giving each character as they introduced them like their like own theme uh, their own song. sort of musical cue like yeah yeah and I thought oh that makes a lot of sense that sounds like that's a good idea that's kind of a fun idea even if they're a little bit jarring as you're watching the movie and all these songs keep starting <laughs> yeah um but it just kept doing it ha. and then it didn't for a while which was and then weird. all of a sudden it started doing it again well, at the end of the movie it was i could very bizarre well i could tell you that part of the reason is is that i know david ayer uh hired on the same guy that does that did the soundtrack for fury mm-hmm. to do the soundtrack to this movie and there were parts of this movie where i was saying why aren't they still doing the poppy soundtrack they should still be doing the poppy soundtrack here yeah but they were leaving in like this big orchestral work. Yeah, that, the final scene. Yeah. I, I, you and I were both kind of just like looking at each other, like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. Where it's in slow motion and they're about to throw yeah. the bomb, and then we have to have a moment where he's, you know, sees the vision of his daughter, and it's just, well, yeah, it's like, oh my god, like this is it, this movie is not earned this like huge. John Williams welling score, yeah, score that's supposed to like oh my god it's this big epic like no it isn't no it's, it's not epic it's, at all this is kind of they silly. were just punching a yeah. ghost this is <laughs> this right. is not they're throwing a bomb into a magic machine <laughs> you know it's like don't take it that seriously guys like oh. uh, and getting back it's like this was um. So a lot of people made the comparison that the reason why DC decided to go Suicide Squad as the next movie in the universe was because of the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's mm-hmm. take this group of misfits, sure. a movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, a movie that Marvel, that everyone pretty much said, like, this is the one where Marvel tanks it. Right. This is the one where Marvel screws it up. DC is going to take the same formula, and we're going to do that. And what did, what did Guardians of the Galaxy have? Crazy Poppy soundtrack. Yeah, but that was integral to the movie. This wasn't necessarily integral to the movie, right? This yeah. was all tacked on. This was all tacked on. I mean, not to say that I did. I liked all the songs. I think, and I think they all were the songs fine. individually yeah. are good songs. They picked all good songs. There were no songs that I was like, uh, "Oh, this," you know, yeah. "Oh, um, this." The Suicide Squad official soundtrack is kind of bizarre. Um, I haven't heard much of it, but I did see... (laughs) Yeah, I did see that, um, and I haven't heard it because, I don't know, I need to get drunk and listen to it so I can just get righteously angry. Um, Fallout Boy doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Oof! Yeah, I haven't heard it, so it's possible that it's brilliant, but, you know, it's two of my least favorite things. Covering... um, a really like iconic classic song that no one should really ever mess with and fallout boy combining two of my least favorite things so um yeah anyway but yeah that's why i i see a lot of songs was like the least of the things that i found offensive about this movie um Kevin is Kevin is much more vehemently against this movie than I am. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, so we did we covered the reshoots. Um and the other big thing is is that like Man of Steel, this movie is getting twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes as when I pulled it up. I think very unfairly. 
Um, this movie is in no way a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, we've talked about Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. though, too. But, I mean, I that's mean, like, that's, I mean, there was a, there's a campaign to shut down Rotten Tomatoes because of this movie. Well, that's <clears throat> just silliness. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, once again, people are leveraging that critics have it out for these movies, the DC movies, as opposed. Now, I will... I will be the first to say that Man of Steel was... It's got a 40 on Metacritic. Well, that's not that bad. That's not that that's bad. That's about no. average. It's a little below average. But I will say that I'm, I am the first one to burn, you know, p- pick up the pitchforks when it comes to Man of Steel. That movie's awful. Um, I oh, gave... Yeah. I think I gave uh, Batman v Superman... I think I gave it a C plus. I mean... I think I did, too. I think we both gave it a C plus. Yeah. That sounds about right. Or, like, I think you might have done a C minus. I think I did a C plus. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because um, I didn't think it was it was outwardly as offensive as a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. And then this movie comes out, and the, I, I'm not going to... I'm going to save my grade, of course, but I'm not... I'm As I say, it's nowhere near, like, a 23%. Mm. So, I, I don't necessarily think that... And I, I did see that some, like, some of the bigger reviewers, they didn't necessarily hate the movie. I think a lot of the hate is actually coming from more internet critics than actual, like, newspaper critics or, like... Right, yeah. some of the bigger critics that, you know, um, I was just uh, glancing, because, I, I, again, we neither of us really looked at any reviews. I just happened to see um, Brian Truitt at USA Today. He gave it an 88. Um, Entertainment uh, A.O. We- Scott from the New York Times. A.O. Scott is a great I writer, a. great Scott. critic. Yeah. Um, 60. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they don't... He didn't give it a 60. Some of that is Metacritic's interpretation of his grade he did yeah. i don't think he gives it a say i would have to go to his review and actually see what yeah. he gave it um but the uh like and then you got like uh the uh oh, what was i gonna say the the the, the oh i just i i'm not quite sure well, i don't think the new york times reviews even have scores no they don't so i'm, kind, t- I'm yeah. kind of looking at it like i don't i don't know where uh, they entertainment got weekly from, gave it a but. b plus sure so. Um, so I mean it, it's very weird. So, but let's let's dive into this movie. Let's okay. Let's talk about this. All right. Um, the first thing that I I think I kind of want to talk about is, um, the kind of pulling in the 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 men on a mission genre that this is. Mm-hmm. Um, how it worked in that. I think I think there. I liked. I always like the man on a mission thing because it's always very straightforward. You don't have a lot of deviations in the plot, especially like, lo- you know, love interests or like uh, these things. It's usually oh, right. The, the things that, that flesh I, out a story, <laughs> but that get in the way of you Ex- seeing bullets and dumb things. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you do. You need some some motivation for man on a mission. I mean, of course, you get that with Deadshot with, you know, mm-hmm. he's got They his... don't have to be complicated. They don't. Motivations. No, they don't. They're usually like, I'm doing this for my daughter or I'm doing mm-hmm. this because, you know, I, I'm, I was a killer and now I need redemption. Like, that's what that usually is about. Right. Um, you know, and that's what we get with Diablo. I mean, and of course, you always have like the crazy Telly Savalas and the Dirty Dozen character who's just nuts. And yeah. we have those in this movie as well. Um, I think it works, but part of the problem is, is like when you have the man on the mission thing, usually you need the leader of the man on the mission. Mm-hmm. Who is the leader of the man on the mission in this one, Kevin? It was it. It liked to volley between being. It, there were three. There were three ineffectual leaders, and it <laughs> volleyed between or among because there were three of them. I know my grammar. Uh, flag. Waller 
and Deadshot. Well, I would take Waller out because Waller's kind of like that Ernest Borgnine. I, yeah, yeah, I guess. But she I'm talking was sort like, of. But yeah. those were the main two. Yeah. And but it's Flag and Dead Deadshot. Right. And, and it's not that that can't work, where you have... Because well, what would you have if you have these two guys vying for control of the team? You have conflict. Right. Which is awesome. It can work, but it doesn't here. Yeah, because they don't do anything with it. Well, because it's fundamentally... it's There can't be conflict, because he can kill Deadshot with the push of a button. Yeah, but the Which, thing- again, they make it a point to show it. So there is no real conflict. Well, there's, there's nothing he can well, really do. You can't, because you can have Deadshot earn the respect and authority of the rest of the team so that even though Flag is nominally the head, he has to go through Deadshot because Deadshot is the one who can wrangle in all these crazies. And that's what they ultimately kind of do. But they see, just that's what I'm, don't do it very well. That's None what of I'm it saying, happens very well. That's what I'm saying is like, it's like they kind of sort of do, but yeah. as you and I know, it's like you have to show this conflict and you have to make this happen so that you understand, like, ah, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. So then when you have Deadpool, and see, that's number one. When you have Deadshot <laughs> and Flag finally at the end where they have that thing where he's like, all right, I'm going to do this and my baby girl is going to see that I'm, you uh-huh. know, I saved the world. You know, when you have that where you, you know, Deadshot finally gives Flag that, like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. Then then you have the meeting of these two characters and Flag is able to concede that, you know, Deadshot is the true leader of the team. Right. You know, that's like and that's part of the problem and then you have So let's talk about the one thing that I well, see, I yeah. think I, I think that going to what you were saying about does it work as the men going on a mission, you know, ensemble yeah. team getting things done movies, I it it doesn't because I think the thing that they're missing besides the leader is um, the mission. They don't really yeah. have a. I mean, they're brought together and told, "Hey, we're going to do this thing," and then they're like. Well, anyway, and then they go back to jail, and then they're like, oh, no, but then a, the monster shows up. Oh, okay, well, I guess we need the thing after all. So then they go and they get them, and then they don't they don't know what the mission is. They don't... <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was one of the weird things was is that, so Waller and Flag go to meet up with all of them in the prison, and kind of, like, that's our introduction to them all, mm-hmm. for the second, for two of the characters, but it's like... Which is a problem because you have Harley and Deadshot, which you've already had their introduction once. Now we get to meet them again. Yeah. Why didn't we get this introduction to the second part folded oh, in the, so that the 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 whole structure of the flashbacks and the all of that the introductions all essential necessary stuff, um, just. Yeah, it was a l- debacle. Loaded in really debacle. Weird, weirdly. Um, not that I say I didn't like them, but it was just kind of like, it was very, very questionable choice. It was just all very poorly made. It was just poorly stuck, stitched together. And I, yeah. and I keep well, saying, edited. and I'm not a big, um, I've actually never seen any, I didn't see Fury. Um, and then Ayer, I mean, he wrote Training Day, which yeah. I saw a long time ago. End of Watch. Um, and End of Watch, which I didn't see either. Oh my so I'm God. actually not... Um, which a lot of people like. I think it's kind of underrated. Movie, yeah, yeah, people like that and one. And of course, Training Day is great. Training Day is good. He wrote, didn't direct, but no. um, uh, you think he wanted a uh, um, what's his face for dead uh, Deadshot? 
um, training day. Oh, Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. You think he could have? He would have gotten that. Well, he's going to be in Magnificent, uh, Magnificent Seven. Seven, which uh, f- what's his name? Fukawa. Fukan. Fukwa. Fukwa. Okay. Yeah. I was going to have to look it up. I'm like, I know he's not Asian. I'm, I'm like, like, why can't I'm I like, get who's his name Fukuhara? out? I know. <laughs> I'm like, fu- I'm like, I don't know. I, off the top of my, of my head, yes. Who's directing that? At, yeah. uh, who directed Training Day is directing yeah. the Magnificent Seven remake. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so there's sort yeah. of a weird crossover there. He's doing a similar mo- similar yeah. movie, but he has a recognize a, a, a pretty paint by numbers, time tested formula plots the uh, formula for as this it's plot been tested that, four times that he can just go right out and yeah. do, and uh, it's going to be very easy to get that yeah. movie done. But um, yeah, maybe yeah, but yeah, I do agree that I think it's it's I don't I don't want to call it editing because it's not the editing. It's more like it's more of a script problem because it's like, why is this? Why is the introduction to Deadshot at the beginning of this movie when you really should be getting a lot more of this when Waller is talking about him for the first time? Like that yeah. kind of the introduction. It's those kinds of things. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I'm it's not, more of a, like a structural issue. I guess it is. It, it's. It's. I was very. Just you, you get whiplash from the first like twenty minutes of this movie because it's just it, it, there's a lot of information to kind of dump on you. Yeah, you didn't need it all at once. No, you didn't need it right in the beginning of the movie. And the way they start, they started eventually pacing out different um, flashbacks that became relevant that were relevant when we saw them. Yeah, but like. Well, and that's and that's the whole like 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 the, the just the scene where they introduce Katana, which first of all, like she shows up, and then they're like, then we get a flashback cut to her where she's fighting in Japanese Tokyo, fighting fight the yakuza, fighting the yakuza, and she's killing with her swords, and she's like, this is for my husband, blah blah blah, and she's and then it cuts back, and you're like, what just happened? What did that have to do with anything? Yeah. Oh my God, what was that? <laughs> I kind of feel like Ayer... That was most of the beginning of the movie. I kind of feel Ayer's kind of trying to do a Tarantino-esque thing with this movie, where, like, I almost want Samuel L. Jackson to go, like, who is Katana? I wish... I I really wish that we could see Ayer's original version of this, only because... I don't know how much of the blame for the problems of this movie to lay at his feet. Yeah. Because he may very well have had this structure. And then when they showed it, maybe it didn't play well. And the studios were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they went into damage control mode. And or, they were like, we have to, like, bring all this stuff to the beginning of the movie. Maybe it was spread out. I mean, yeah. we don't know. Or it could have been, like, such a knee-jerk reaction to Batman v Superman that even though the movie was fine, they decided to go back and Maybe. meddle because they were like, well, we have to make people like this. So. Well, the first test screenings were horrible yeah. for this movie. Um, and the studio lost their minds, and they went back. And I don't remember if this was before or after Batman came out, but they went back, and they were like, we're going to recut all of this. Like, they just, they went to town, did a hack job on this movie. The next screenings supposedly went a lot better. Um, There was supposedly, it was like a much... Much more jovial flight back home, you know, oh, okay. from the screenings. Like, the, the studio heads were were much more relieved, but I still don't get the sense that it was like, 
oh, you fixed it. It was more of like, this is less terrible. And yeah. the people were less harsh who saw the test screen. So there was a lot of, this is in that, I want to say it was the Hollywood Reporter. Maybe I'll link to it in yeah. the show notes or something. But like, there was a, there, the, it was a really good window into, you get the sense that, and, and Ayer's been doing a better job so far of kind of staying in the good graces of the studio than like Josh Trank was. Oh yeah. Where he was just, he burned all of those bridges before the movie even came out. And Ayer has been like, you know, I stand by this movie, but you know, you get a sense that he's, he's like, this is not the movie that I, I made. Yeah. I mean, and there's like, it's, as I say, that structural plot is, is kind of, wonky and i think it really gets super wonky for me in in two places i'm saying aside from like you know where they put the flashbacks but that's like what's your mission the mission is to get the guy out of the building well we don't find that out until they get to the building that that's what they're doing right and i'm like well i i know i went to the bathroom but i did, did i miss that part <laughs> no 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 i mean there's and and it can even be done well there's nothing wrong with like I mean, they have all the cards, and they don't need to tell them anything. And the them being in the dark, the the Suicide Squad, sort of being in the dark a little bit and being told one thing and then finding out, oh, you lied to us, Flag. You yeah. Know, that moment certainly works, and you can do that. Um, but I feel like they do it like three times. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like they're getting all <laughs> upset. That they, I like how they get all upset that they rescued Amanda Waller. But it's like, he could have just said, we're going to get Waller. You know, it's like. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. They would have had to have gone along anyway. Because they had the bombs in the night. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I found. I was like, like, that's kind of weird. And then the other weird structural thing. And I I didn't like it necessarily. And I didn't think it necessarily belonged. But in and. At the end, with all the execution, I actually kind of liked it, was the weird Joker-Harley subplot. Hmm. I kind of felt like it was completely unnecessary for the movie. Though it does pay off a little bit in the end, when she's like, I want my pudding back. Right. And then she's able to use that to get to the Enchantress's heart, which is okay, but I mean, that's a long way to go for that. I mean, you could do a couple other things, but the... uh, I'm very uncomfortable with that entire portrayal you did, of that relationship. It did was it make you, very... Did it make you uncomfortable in, like, a... Like, explain to me how you're uncomfortable. Because I felt uncomfortable, too, but I liked how it made me feel uncomfortable. It was, so I, I want to hear your, your it feeling on it. It was all... My... So, the, the Batman the Animated Series, and I'm by no means an expert on this, and I certainly don't know the, 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 the relationship well, in the I comics. Well, I have my uh, PhD in BTAS. You, you do. Um, I know that there's a uh of uh it's it's an abusive relationship, very much right. So. Yeah, and that's part and parcel of it. Yeah. Um, but I I somewhat recall there being a little bit of like, um, like she can give him crap that no one else like he like he'll take things from her that he would never take from anyone else. Yeah, um, that there is a little bit of it's not. I mean, it's definitely like there's a there's an imbalance in power, but it's not. Maybe maybe there is something like you get a little bit of a sense of like that. There's that. This literally has a scene where it's prove your love to me by committing suicide. 
Oh, um, yeah. That kind of thing. Well, I And mean, something yeah. that, and this is not, this is partly the movie's fault, but something that really bothered me is the very, the first and only time I really heard people in the theater, we didn't, we saw it in an afternoon on a Monday, so I mean, it's not like we had a packed house, so that might have been part of it, but um, the only time I heard people laughing in the theater, and it wasn't a long laugh, but it was a laugh, um, was when Batman punched her in the face. <laughs> So it's like the first time we actually get a solid reactionary laugh from the audience for this movie is a woman getting punched in the face. Uh, yeah, I mean the I, I it is there's a, a lot wrong there that gets at what is wrong. I will I will in a agree. larger way that yeah. that is not this movie's job to fix necessarily, but this movie is not doing anyone any favors. Um, that's kind of the weird thing with Harley is that it is an abusive relationship. It is. And it's 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 like uh, Mickey and what's her face from True Rome uh, from a uh, <laughs> Min- no from Min- natural <laughs> natural born killers. You I know can't remember, but yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. I yeah. Know what, yeah, it's that very natural born killers thing where it's like the, it is an abusive relationship. They do feed off of each other. They do push each other over the edge. Um, it, it's you know, there's like one throwaway again in voiceover. Added probably after the fact, where Batman's chasing them and is on their car, and s- someone says, um, "I don't remember it, which." It's, let's just say it was Waller because I don't remember. Says he, she's she's even crazier than him, yeah, or something like that. And th- I think that's supposed to make it okay, and it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, Batman punched her because she she slashed at him yes. with it like yeah okay all right like i get in the in the moment that it made sense yeah and it's not like you can't if she's coming at you like you know i'm not saying like you can't hit her but come on kevin dig yourself in this hell. hole <laughs> no it was it was it was relatively unnecessary for batman to punch her in the face yes. even with that situation right however we do know she that- just went through a windshield <laughs> <laughs> um and I, yeah, that that whole like, I kind of I didn't like that line either, where it's like she's crazier than he is. I'm I was like, trying I, to make all of this okay, and yeah. it's like if we're not beating her up or telling her, you know, that you only love me if you're doing these awful things, um, we're just getting these creepy lingering shots on her ass in the hot pants. Like that's, that's where, all it was. But I, that's kind of what I like about the Joker and and the Harley relationship is not necessarily the hot pants. But um, it's it's I do like that it's someone who's just as who feeds into that craziness of that character, and it's something that hasn't been explored in any any of the films with no. with the Joker. Mm-mm. Is that you know this is someone who drives him crazy? Like there's that scene where she does jump, and it's not that it's not committing suicide. It's she's going to take the same acid bath that he took. Right. So it's like it in a ways it's kind of a symbolic suicide because she's giving up being Harley Harlene Quinzel and becoming yeah. Harley Quinn. Um so she is killing off who she is to become someone new. And but that's that awful if you love me you'll do th- I mean yeah. just But ugh, that's ugh. that's who the and like you know we always talk about this too with the Joker that um the Joker is always has to be very symbolic of the time. I mean you look at Cesar Romero, it's like very LSD, creepy, crazy. Yeah. Jack Nicholson is the cocaine joker, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, Heath Ledger is is the kind of like weird meth head joker. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is kind of like a weird 
social media tumbler club drug joker you know mm. he's like a dealer you know like he has that that control over her but at the same time it's he loves her so much that he's just like he will jump into the acid bath for because you see when he turns around mm. like he's like i'm not gonna do this but then he's like ah he takes off his jacket and jumps in after her yeah and it, it doesn't no it does not it doesn't make it any any different i i think she would have i think it only works and isn't just creepy if she gives she she gives it right back i mean she has to you say she drives she drives him crazy too we don't see that in this movie That's- it's not explored at all in this movie i would have been fine if it was like they're both just the worst and they belong together and it's fine and she takes it and gives it right back and he takes it and gives it right back and it's that's just the nature of their messed up relationship. Yeah. That's what they were maybe going for, but we yeah. didn't get any well, of that. I mean, we and just got her getting beaten up. I don't I, I don't <laughs> necessarily well, I don't that's the thing is I don't necessarily think it's it's a kind of like it's 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 weird to say, but I don't think it's like a physical abuse style like give and take like what you're what you would say. No, it doesn't yeah. have to be physical. Well, and just, it, no, not, well, not and that that's at the all. thing is just, like why does the Joker, you know, risk flying into a war zone to save her why does he do all of this to save her is he doing it because he sees her as his property but then he he does that later on where he's you know with the drug dealer he's kind of doing that weird thing at the strip club where he's like you know this is like a game that they play together mm-hmm. I, mean, I i'm not necessarily saying it was it was great and it was perfect but i'm saying i see what they were doing in the movie and at least for me, it worked, but maybe that's because I have, subconsciously, I have the context to make it work in my brain. Yeah, maybe. So maybe I was seeing stuff that you weren't seeing because I have a lot of that back knowledge that needed to be explained more in the movie for people yeah. who don't have it. Yeah, I mean, the way it came off was just not cool <laughs> well i mean <laughs> at the end of the day that was it was just margot robbie deserves better because she she and will smith were the two best parts of this movie and and the people making the movie knew that oh yeah and that's why they get clearly the most amount of screen time the most amount of backstory yeah the most lines i mean they're definitely they're the ones that we see first yeah, they're the, the they're they're the the big two everyone else is a, is a supporting character and they both were fine with what they're doing. They're, those two actors are the only reason I'm not giving this movie an F. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, and I, I think that that probably could have been a major issue. It, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think it works in the context of the characters of, of even in what I know, I, I think that her character is pretty representative of who Harley is. Um, I, you know, and as I say, that's because I've read comics with Harley for a long time. So, like, if I saw... I don't buy that as an excuse, though, for showing that, because it's one of those things where it's like we were talking about, like, 
what we said earlier, like with El Diablo, it's like, well, the source material is racist. Yeah, so but El Diablo. The character has to be racist too. And it's that, like, that's no, not, that doesn't. You yeah. don't have to do it. You can update it. No, and you can El take Di- context. And El things. Diablo is nothing like that in the comics. That was a complete like super racist oh, thing that they okay. did. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, let's. I'll be. I'll be honest with that. All right. No, but I'm saying with with Harley, it's it's that. Part of the reason why I didn't have such a big problem with it was because I think she's super representative of the Harley that I know from TV and comics. Mm-hmm. She's very I mean, granted she's she's ramped up a little bit more. I mean, I did not appreciate like the the Daddy's Little Monster T-shirt. I was like, that's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, especially and granted, she's hyper over over designed and over sexualized in the movie. Uh, but you know. Well, you know, it's like how can we? How is it that we have Deadshot that looks like Deadshot from the comics, and we don't have Harley that looks right. like Harley from the comics? Right. Um, I did find that to be a problem in the movie, sure. but it, it didn't even. I see what they were doing, like why they oh, did. Oh, I see yeah, what they were doing, doing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we I couldn't had, help but see it. I mean, I had bigger, you know, like like the Diablo character. I was like. Oh, he is the most like understanding backstory, but he's also still kind of super racist. Yeah. Like, like, and he has that moment in the bar, you know, we talked about where it's like, you know, he he gives the whole backstory about how he mm-hmm. killed his wife and his kids, and you know, and it, you know, Deadshot's like, oh man, I'm really sorry, and then Harley says, well, you have to own that. You right. you did that. You're a monster. We're all monsters. You know, this is what it is. And I kind of like that moment, and we talked about how we like mm-hmm. that moment because. It kind of brings it back to, like, we're not supposed to be rooting for these people. These people are terrible people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where a little bit of the the message gets confused, too, because the, the whole idea is they come back to this theme of, of who are the real bad guys, or sometimes the bad guys are better than the good guys, and sometimes oh, the yeah. good guys aren't the I mean, so there's there's a lot of that where... It's very jumbled, and there's no real clear consensus, and there's also no – there's a vague sense that maybe they're better off now than they were, but not really. Well, I mean, that's some of the problems with that, Um, and I – I, I would have liked it to have been a little more clear. Like, There's just no payoff. For well, I mean, for, for me personally, I would have liked to have seen it be like where these people truly are the bad guys and we're, we're, we're really rooting for them instead of them being anti-heroes. Right. Like, no, these people are really terrible people and I would have liked to have seen them as a through line throughout this entire thing. But of course, we have Deadshot who has the the very like, I have I don't kill women and children. Yeah. You know, it's like... has a code... <sighs> You know, he kills people for money. Yeah, like I would have. We don't to... ever see him do anything that bad. I no. mean, he, well, he kills this guy, but in the in the, I I don't know if that's why he's even in jail. I mean, he kills that one guy. Yeah. Um, who was gonna? You know, he was rat gonna on the other guy. Rat on yeah. the other bad guy. I mean, he was a bad guy too. He was very clearly also yeah. a bad guy. Well, Floyd so... Lawton in the comics is is pretty much he's just a contract killer. He's he's. Yeah, that's all he is. I mean, it's not he's not that terrible of a human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, most contract kills that you pay millions of dollars for are usually for pretty terrible people. I mean, you're not, you know, sure. putting out a contract on Nelson Mandela. Well, the South African government might, <laughs> but the you're not going to put it out for like the Dalai Lama. Like no one's paying millions of dollars for the Dalai Lama to be shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Like usually these are pretty bad. People I don't know. People going. people hire in real life. People try to like 
hire killers to like kill their spouse. Yeah, but they usually never, <laughs> they don't pay two million dollars no, for no, it. No, usually you're not, not. You're not hiring Deadshot to kill your wife. You're hiring Deadshot to kill like. A mafia informant, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I I understand yeah. that. You, you you hire your cousin, you know, Jimmy Bob to like kneecap some guy. That's what you do, right? But that's that's kind of a problem with the movie is there's not that really good strong through line mm-hmm. of it's like are they antiheroes or are they villains, right? Like, and and so many of them, I mean, Harley and, and Deadshot are the only two characters who are really given any sort of a sufficient explanation, and Diablo. I guess is given a sad story. Yeah. Um, nobody. Else, I mean, Killer Croc's whole thing is that he just like he looks. He's he's got skin disease, like a lizard yeah. guy, kind of. Yeah. He's got the teeth. Yeah, got the sharp crocodile teeth. And then Katana's not even a villain. No, she belong here. Why is she here? Why is she here, Joe? Because <laughs> she has a sword that contains the soul of her dead husband. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't hear. Is it any more believable than the Killer Croc? <laughs> Just don't know why she's here. I don't. That's a really weird addition, and I didn't. Or the or the woman who's possessed by like the 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 crazy witch. Yeah how 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 could that have gone uh, badly? <laughs> that have gone. I know that's what I was saying. I'm like, well, it made her think. Oh, she can have the heart. Also, yeah. so my other thing too. He said in the very beginning of the movie the the idea that uh, Superman. You know, there she's Waller's like we need protection in case. You know, Superman decides other people like yeah. Superman. She already, we already met a human. Like, she knows there's people with powers. Yeah. Like, there's nothing really stopping El Diablo from, at one point, have, you know, he could have destroyed. Like, they probably should have just killed him. I don't, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, they, they didn't because he surrendered. Yeah. But, like, you know, they're not worried about, like, Deadshot or whatever, because he's just like, oh, he's really good aim. But <laughs> if yeah. he doesn't have a gun, then he's, you know, he can punch, but so can a lot of people. That's not really a big deal. No. Oh. So this whole idea <laughs> well, of we like... we can't punch. We'd be like, ow! They're like, what if... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people, not present company excluded. A lot of people can punch. My hand hurts. <laughs> um, Why would the punching do bag. this? I'm just like, give me the cage with the espresso machine that's a little bit more my speed (laughs) i don't need the cell with a punching bag but it just it didn't really make any sense this idea that it's it's the whole thing it made sense in batman v superman where it was like oh my god like this is before batman knew that there were metahumans people with powers right he sees before he got the thumb drive (laughs) he's right before they're sitting there watching youtube clips of aquaman flying around or swimming around With the JPEG logos that Lex <laughs> Luthor created. Right, yes, he created little little folder icons. <laughs> He's like, I can customize this. I mean, so before that, yeah, Batman had that reaction of like, crap, this guy has all these powers, and what are we going to do if now that we know that there are people with powers... And you know this alien comes down, and he could easily turn on us. That's 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 a core idea yeah. of like conflict, and that's going to motivate characters to do things. Waller's like, she knew before Superman got there that people with powers existed. She knew about Enchantress. She knew about. I mean, I don't know exactly the timeline, but yeah. like she knows about it going into this movie. She, she does. knows about all of these things. It's like I don't buy that as a motivation for yeah. anything. I. You know, I think, and like at least like my armchair like quarterbacking of it, it's I, 
I generally think that Amanda Waller is one of those people that were like, oh, she's tough as nails and like she's a ball buster. But in reality, she's crazy. She has no idea. There's like, always like, she thinks it's she's always this, up to something. Yeah, she right? thinks it's this great idea, and she's able to convince people that it's this great idea. But it's a terrible idea, <laughs> right? And it's like it's, it's a bad idea immediately. Like you never, they never really go into the fact of the person who goes, "No, this is a terrible idea. We should not do this at all. Oh, Why would the, you God. think this is a good idea?" And the the love story between enchantress and robocop oh my oh, god yeah i can't whoa he fell in love with her we know this because she's told us in voiceover like no none of that had was ever even on screen no and that the thing is too is like it didn't there that was completely unnecessary and it it i and it, there was no payoff for it no like, there was nothing. There was nothing. The only reason we knew that they were in love is because Viola Davis told us in voiceover. Yeah. I mean, like, I, here, you want me to solve this for you? You want me to solve this problem for you? Okay. So June and Rick were actually together before she finds the Enchantress yeah. thing. Oh, she finds it and gets possessed. Now, in order to leverage using Rick Flag as well... She has the heart, mm-hmm. so that way that she's like, hey, you can have your June back. I need you to lead this team. Yeah, That's the only way that she has control over him is because they were already together to begin yeah. with. That's how you leverage that. That written as it is in the in the plot, and, and maybe it was that, I honestly don't know, because it's over in three seconds. They cut yeah. to it, and they're like, she... she she assigned him. I don't. Yeah. Know. I, this but you is can't, me rem- trying to remember yeah. it, having just seen no. it. She assigns no, she him. She assigns him to, to her as his hand and then as he her hand. Falls in love with her and as she planned. Apparently, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, oh that my was god. that was a little that was a little a little silly. But I mean, that's like comic book logic. That's that leap you have to take. But at the, the very least, they could have showed it. At the very least, they could have shown it on screen. You want hardcore sex on screen <laughs> between them to show it. <laughs> That's my understanding of love. <laughs> That's my... <laughs> well, according to the Joker and Harley, he needs to beat her seriously in order to show the love. <laughs> exactly. No. And uh, we don't know if she loves him back. She doesn't jump in any acid. Okay. But uh, so, like, aside from aside from the story stuff, let's um, just some things. I'd like I. Th- I liked a lot of the directing in it. I thought I liked a lot of the action shots. I thought it was fine. I mean, some of the weird... There was some weird stuff, like that Killer Croc stuff that you mentioned I thought was weird. Yeah, that um, was just clearly from a cutscene that, that yeah. was just weird. I liked a little bit of the fight scene at the very end where the Enchantress has the two swords and they're kind of fighting. It kind of... It didn't feel as... It wasn't very stylish. I mean, it was all very rudimentary. You didn't think that I was thought. stylish? I, no. I liked a lot of the backlit stuff that he did where it was like almost stun in shadow. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, all right. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Kill Bill. A little, mm. and it's not as quality as mm-hmm. Tarantino, but it had that shades of Kill Bill to it that I liked. Hmm. Um, I also liked a lot of the uh, a lot of the kind of like shooty stuff that they did like early in the Midway City scenes. I thought that mm-hmm. worked out pretty well. I liked a lot of the Louisiana prison stuff too. I thought that was pretty well done. Hmm. Like gave the the sense of heat and isolation that I I, I dug it. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the, the I also have problems with, like, the Deadshot killer with a heart of gold storyline. 
Yeah, yeah. It seems I mean, very, very Will Smith to me. I just don't it like did. it. Yeah, it, it, he was. It was very. Um, I was always very aware I was watching Will Smith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm like. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like uh, Will Smith is swearing a lot in this movie. I kept saying that to myself. Yeah. Like, Will Smith shouldn't swear this much. This is the Fresh Prince. Yeah. He shouldn't have such a dirty mouth. It was a little. Yeah. He was a little. A little too uh, too dire, I guess, for it. A little too sad. A little yeah. too sappy. But he gets into that mode every Tell once in a while. Tell the truth. He, he has his moments. Yeah. Um. But I. Oh. But I, he's completely enjoyable in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's he's Will Smith. Yeah. Come on. It's hard not to enjoy him when he's on screen. There is a stranger who comes to this village from the sea. He comes in the winter when people are hungry and brings fish comes on the king tide that was last night talk I believe that an enemy is coming from far away I'm looking for warriors this stranger others like him I'm building an alliance to defend us it's very important that I see this man. All right, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do uh, just some recap of the news. Last time we talked, it was uh, right during Comic Con, so this is now post Comic Con. So, yeah. um, some of the stuff that we talked about was that uh, there was a Wonder Woman uh, trailer that dropped, mm-hmm. new one, which was gorgeous. Yes, uh, fantastic. And we got to see it uh, before well, this movie, so yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Um, also, the Doctor Strange new one trailer uh, dropped as well, yeah. which was, I hate Benedict Cumberbatch's accent in this movie, and I hope I'm able to get over it before this movie. It's a little troubling. It It's, it just didn't, I, it's, it just looked like Inception, a little bit of Matrix. Yeah. But it was just, it was very like, okay, all right. It didn't I, get me excited for the movie. No, I'm actually like a little less excited because I'm kind of feeling like this is going to be like an hour's worth of like origin story and then like 20 minutes of them fighting of him fighting Mads Mikkelsen with the, with that pink eye thing that he's got going on. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> um and that's what it's going to be. So a lot of like training in monasteries, very Batman Begins-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um and him talking like this throughout the entire movie. <laughs> I was a surgeon. <laughs> I go to the Hugh Laurie school of doing an American accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But how do I get the powers? <laughs> it, it's never lupus. Um, and then, of course, which was the big, big thing, was that they did a Justice League trailer, too. Yeah. Did you happen to watch it? I did. Yeah. And I know you're very anti-trailer, but... Um, well, this was actually fine, because it didn't really give you what I... My trailer thing is more of, by the time you get to the movie, you've seen... Between the three or four trailers that come out, all the TV spots, yeah. the movie has just been... You're just waiting for the scene that you saw from the trailer. You mean like everything that's in the Magnificent Seven trailer? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's that's the... That, those are the ones that are that are a problem. This little... The little teasers I, I like. I generally like teaser trailers because they'll give you that little taste of the movie. The Dunkirk, yeah, Dunkirk teaser yeah. is interesting it's a long ways off in that movie that movie comes out in uh, 11 months so <laughs> it's gonna be a while and we're gonna see a lot more obviously but it's a nice little like wet your appetite like oh ooh, what do we got here what's chris nolan gonna overextend now this was uh the justice league trailer uh is 
fun. Um, you got the white stripes playing, I think. Yeah. And uh, it's that little bit of like, you get a, it's just scenes with everyone. And they were all funny scenes, which I they think were was funny. Which I think was kind of important. I'm waiting for DC to just. It's like everyone constantly, every movie says it's not funny enough, it's not funny enough, it's not funny enough. And then they just come out with like a slapstick comedy. Yeah. Which is like, I want like what I, Bill Murray as Superman or something no, like that. Like just, It's going to be Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller as Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. <laughs> That's the movie you've been wanting I for a long know, time. I don't know, Blue Beetle. I, don't, I think we should, we should save the Justice League. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. it's her thing. I'm Booster Gold. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I. That's what's gonna happen. Hey, wow. Uh, but, Love it. Yeah, and like this was like it's everything. Every every little bit that they did in the trailer was a joke, essentially. Yeah, yeah. and it was uh, it was fine. It was fun. It's um. It doesn't obviously tell you much, but, no. but it doesn't need to. And I'm no. glad that it doesn't. And it's fun to sort of see. You know, everybody be a little, uh, have sort of a little cool moment. The stuff between uh, Affleck and uh, Ezra Miller was fun. Oh, yeah, they had was... a nice little banter. It was very, they're taking some some very similar cues from uh, Robert War. Downey Jr. and um, Holland. Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom Holland is as uh, uh, Spider Man. Th- that same sort of repartee. Yeah. I, I, the looking up to the older, sort of established. He knows who he is, and he's like, "I want to join the team." Oh yeah, he's that. He's yeah. like, "I want, I want in." I yeah, want he in. doesn't need the pitch. He's no. just like, "Okay, yeah, that's cool." I need <laughs> friends. I need, I need friends. super friends. <laughs> I need super friends. Having friends would be super. <laughs> oh, I, I, I guarantee you, he's going to name it either the super. <clears throat> he's going to try to name it the super friends, and they'll veto it, or he'll make my just us league joke. Yeah, that might be a little too too silly but i think that would be a good one yeah i i'm sure it would be in there it's just us the just Just us Us league League. yeah i don't like it no yeah (laughs) so yeah batman league (laughs) league of assassins just me league League (laughs) rachel we're gonna call we're we're gonna be we're all extraordinary gentlemen here we're gonna be (laughs) like The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> I don't want. Oh, I'm sorry, I have Wonder Woman. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, though, Batman. <laughs> Malin Quatermain. And we also just uh, I saw on the way to see uh, Suicide Squad that uh, Man of Steel, Steel 2, Two is back on. Yeah. <sighs> that means Superman's not dead. Uh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> we all believed he was dead. <laughs> I like how they, they talked about it in this movie, like. And then he didn't. I was like, oh, yeah, Superman's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to black that part out of the movie. Yeah. The movie out of my head. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Oh, and um, the other big thing is is that uh, Infinity War will no longer be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Infinity War. Same with Justice League. Yeah. It's going to be Infinity War, and then it's like another movie. It's going to be like, it's Avengers Infinity War, and then it's going to be like Avengers... Cleaning up after the Infinity War. <laughs> Avengers Justice League, you know, something like that. Infinity, Infinity plus one war. <laughs> it's going to be Avengers Infinity War and Avengers, that's my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Woozle wazzle. Woozle wazzle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be that. And yeah. So that's... It, I remember Kevin. Kevin was just like, "Finally, they're not doing that." So. Yeah. Well, it's just I don't. You know, 
I just just make your movie. Well, just, I, it doesn't need to be that whole thing that well, Harry think, Potter and Hunger well, I, Games did. I think the Hunger Games and the Harry Potter and like that diver in the failure of the Divergent series has kind of shown that the two part finale of mm-hmm. a series is no longer profitable. I mean, well, that Divergent thing is. Is, oh yeah, the is, last one's going to be on TV. It, it's like it's a de- <laughs> how far can you fall? It's a debacle. How bad that ended yeah. up being. Um, but yeah, so that's the that's the other the big news from mm-hmm. from the con. The pains that are withheld for me, I realize and I can see that suicide is painless. Fun stuff. Let's recast this thing. All right. So, uh, of as I said numerous times throughout this podcast, Suicide Squad is a man on a mission movie. Men on a mission. Men on a mission. Or or, or Men, pers- people on people, a mission. People on a mission. People on a mission. Missionaries. <laughs> Missionaries. <laughs> so we decided that we we're going to do this as a nineteen, a late sixties, early seventies kind of. Man yeah. on a Mission movie. There's mm. a ton of them. It was sure. a really popular genre for a very long time, probably because of the whole boom in World War II movies that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirty Dozen. Uh, you could go back to the early 60s with Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. which was, of course, Catch Great Escape. Yeah, great Escape. Mm-hmm. Bridge Over the River Kwai. I mean, these, on the river these great like ensemble movies, yeah. uh, Kelly's heroes do a thing. Yeah, yeah. The Dirty Dozen is is the the classic one where it's like with that Suicide Squad takes its entire right. premise from, mm-hmm. where you have a bunch of criminals who are given a last ditch opportunity to get out of prison by accomplishing a suicide run mission mm-hmm. <laughs> they said a so- cannonball run <laughs> but just because we didn't go over it in the movie they actually do say we're a suicide squad Silly- and, then, and <laughs> kevin and i looked at each other and went well <gasps> well, because, well so in as we were watching it joe had actually gone to, to the bathroom during that scene and he came back and he's walking down the aisle and i see him out of the corner of my eye just as will smith goes we're like a suicide squad huh and he audibly gasps i hear him go and i start laughing because that's our favorite thing is when they, <laughs> they say, say the, the name, name of the, the movie. movie in the movie especially if will smith it's says the name oh, of the yeah. movie when he's like, ah. no, man, this is my pursuit of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Ali. Right. It's exactly. our Independence Day. No, he doesn't say he that. Doesn't say he says, that, welcome but... to Earth in that movie. He does not. <laughs> he does say, welcome he to Earth. He says, Earth. No, he says, Earth. He does not. He, <laughs> I promise. 
but it's still very funny. We're just Earth. men in black, too. <laughs> men in black, too, again. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so we didn't cast everybody, but I know we both had uh, kind of our core, so the, let's, the ones let's, that we really liked. Let's start off with uh, the titular head of the Suicide Squad, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. My Amanda Waller is... Uh, of who I always remember from, she's been in a lot, but I uh, I immediately thought of her from. Uh, I think I, I think I'm gonna unofficially dub this Robert Altman's Suicide Squad. Uh, I am going with Julie Christie. Oh, really? From uh, yeah, from uh, well, from McCabe and Mrs. Miller, from which is what I thought of initially. Um, her sort of very bossy, domineering. Um, Take charge, but also, you know, kind of, you know, has her soft spots, doesn't take any crap, but, uh, you know, there's there's a heart there. All right. Well, uh, that's a much more higher class than what I decided to go to. Um, I went from the great 1970s black exploitation films, Foxy Brown, oh, Pam Greer. Nice. Okay. Um, cause very cool. Um, uh, yeah, she's a no. From- that's a good pick. I, I, I'm sorry that I changed the <clears throat> the race on that one, but uh, that was just that I, I didn't it, when we were kind of thinking of the era. I didn't think of sort of going into the black exploitation genre and getting any African American actors. Unfortunately, no. Because if I if I was gonna go like a race change in a in a in a and a, and a like uh, uh, maybe even a gender change. I might just go straight up Ernest Borgnine from the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's me, I Sergeant have... Fatso Jetson from From Here to Eternity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's do your your dead shot. Who's My your dead, dead shot? shot? Oh, there's so many good choices. There is so many good choices of who could have played him in this movie. Um, I went with uh, someone I always love to see on screen. Um, John Cassavetes. John Cassavetes, all from the Dirty Dozen. Yes. yes, I have a lot from the from the Dirty Dozen. Not entirely. Not everyone's from there. I tried to to keep it down, but you could have just as easily gone with. Uh, <laughs> the, oh yeah, the one who we who we kept making uh, before we started recording, making reference to. Uh, we were oh, doing uh, the, Charles Br- uh, Bronson. Bronson. Sorry, Bronson. we were doing. I'm looking at you. We we're doing the voice of Bronson yeah. through the whole it's thing. It's a dead shot. I never miss. <laughs> I never miss. I missed. <laughs> um, what do you do? I missed. Also from a movie uh, from the Dirty Dozen as well, I ended up going with Lee Marvin. Yeah. Yeah. Craggy-faced Lee Marvin. Uh, I know. He was another. He could have been in. He could have played any of these guys just if you, about. If you don't want your dead shot to run or be active at all, Lee Marvin is your guy. If you just wanted to walk from place to place. Yeah. And like steely gaze and shoot a guy, like not even aim to shoot. That's Lee Marvin. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 who I decided to go with on that one. Um, how about your Harley Quinn? Uh, my Harley. Um, the first person who came to my mind was Brigitte Bardot. Really? Yeah. I mean, if we were gonna play up the the sort of the sex pot thing, but can mm. easily go crazy. Yeah, that's who I went with. That's, that's who I wanted. Brigitte Bardot's a good one. This is a hard one because it's really hard to pull in because there's not the man on a mission thing is generally called man on a mission because it's men in the movie. There's not a lot of mm-hmm. females in these movies. No, my no. alternate pick. Well, let me say, yeah. like, go ahead and say yours in case it's my my alternate pick. The other person I thought of mine is I kind of thought this was going to be your pick. Uh, I ended up going with Shelley Duvall. 
Oh, <laughs> no, that would have fit. If this it really is Robert Altman's Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, then that yeah. would have fit. Um, no, my backup, the other one I thought of, um, who I wish they took a little bit more inspiration from for what they ultimately did in this movie, uh, would be Faye Dunaway. Yeah, that was. I was thinking Faye Dunaway, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, what, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie Clyde. Thank you. Yeah. I, was, I was like trying to uh, like Mitch and Mickey, <laughs> and yeah. that's the that's the that's the big one that that this the Joker Harley relationship, relationship easily it, could have done. Well, I mean, and that's I think kind I mean, of it's different because obviously he's a he, he ends up being a bit more reluctant, yeah, um, through the whole thing, and she really eggs him on, yeah. Um, but yeah, there there easily could well, have been. You can Shelley Duvall could have could have done a great job yeah. with it too. That's I just Shelley Duvall looks like a crazy clown. So that's <laughs> she's very interesting. <laughs> I like how every time you watch a movie with Shelley Duvall, you get really mad and text me like, "Why does everybody love Shelley Duvall in the nineteen seventies?" I just never saw it. I always <laughs> thought it was really weird. Um, who do you who do you got? You had you Rick Flag. Rick Flag was that's who I got. Uh my flag, uh, I went with Donald Sutherland. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I wanted him in the movie. I, I shuffled him around a little bit and I figured if he didn't end up with one of the big parts, then he'd have to be like the one of the other soldiers or something like that. I got the guy that if uh you wanna you want him to drive a race car? He's your man. I went with Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. You, yeah. you want that obligatory shot of of General yeah. of Flag riding around on a on a dirt bike uh-huh. in Nazi Germany? You get Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Steve like, McQueen uh, is my Captain Boomerang. Ooh, that's a good yeah, one. I wanted him in there. I think Donald Sutherland was originally my my uh, well you're st- my uh, my bat my boomerang. You're stealing my boomerang. <laughs> Really? Yeah. We just literally had ours switched? Yeah. Yours I, is Donald Sutherland? Yeah, mine's Donald Sutherland. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was where I initially went, and I thought, oh, I wanted I wanted Bullet as my... Uh... Oh, I, I went with him based off of um, him and Kelly's Heroes. That's, okay. That's a Donald Sutherland that I decided to go with. Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, let's... Who else you got? Cause... Who else do I have? Um, I <laughs> From the Dirty Dozen as well. Um, I just really want to see him in the makeup. My uh, killer croc is Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas. <laughs> mine's, mine's Fred Williams. <laughs> nice. Because um, uh, Telly Savalas is my Diablo. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, okay. Sure. And just the bald head. That's yeah. the reason I did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It works. With, the, with all the tattoos on it. Yeah. Not that they would go that way. Because yeah. Diablo would become like this Greek guy, this kind of pudgy Greek guy, <laughs> right? He yeah. just looks more like a like a wrestler or yeah. something. <laughs> just smoking. That's like how he's on yeah. fire. He's just smoking a lot. Love Telly Savalas. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, did. I just think of him in the, in the Dirty Dozen. It's so weird because he's he's that uber religious freak in the Dirty Dozen. Mm, like, yeah. and that's like his character. And it's very weird. Like, as a guy who grew up watching Kojak, to yeah. see Kelly Savalas play this like, like yell at people for being fornicators and masturbators. Like, you know, <laughs> I think that's the line from him. I always think of him. I, whenever I picture him, I picture him as as Kojak. But then I also always remember. <laughs> That super crazy episode 
of the Twilight Zone that he's in. He's in the Talkie Tina. Oh, that's episode. right. He is in Talkie Tina. He's the, he, the mean stepdad who he tries is. to get rid of the doll, the one that they parody in The Simpsons, yeah. among the many other hundreds of <laughs> Twilight Zone episodes that they parody on The Simpsons. But yeah. yeah. I always think of him in that where he's try- he's putting the doll's head in the vice of the vice bricks because it's a magic doll. Because it's a magic doll. Spoiler. Uh, who else do you got? Well, the only other one that I have is uh, ours, the one that we, oh, we yeah. had sort of a joint pick that actually yeah. doesn't even make sense in the era. but It kind of does. It, it only does. It, he was active, but he wasn't working. But uh, we both just immediately, for some reason, thought our Joker... Um, we just really wanted to see it. Would be David, David Bowie, Bowie as the Joker. As yeah. the Joker, yeah. Um, Nowhere near, not at all like what we have in this movie. I'm not sure what he would do. He would do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's and that's the thing is like the Joker is there's and there's a couple good picks too. Like I I think that maybe Tim Curry could have been a great Joker. I mean, it would have been a later 70s, of course, and it. You know, mm-hmm. but I th- Tim Curry would have been an excellent. I mean, he essentially is playing the Joker when he's doing Frankenfurter. Um, like that's yeah. his Joker. Or we could go even crazier. We could have Clint Eastwood play the Joker. Clint Eastwood. Um, my go-to that I put in every movie in this era, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper would have been a great. Who Joker. I may have probably cast as a yeah. Joker in one of our Batman recasts. Probably. I don't know. I probably did. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, tons of picks, and it's all, it's interesting to think of like what they would yeah. have done with it. But if you had to pick a person who probably would probably be the best Bowie. Joker, you pick David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Suicide Squad, sum it up, Kevin. Sum up for me. Give me your grade. So, I I do agree that the the critics, a lot of the internet critics, have been harsh. But I think that if there are certain things that are important to you, the 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 the, gen, the gender represent the thing that we kind of talked about with the the Harley and Joker yeah. relationship. Um, just some of the other really just some of the 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 violence and the the look of the movie and the grimness of the movie and certain things that just weren't very appealing um just how poorly conceived it was just um or not conceived let's just say executed just poorly executed i think completely botched for the most part um i'm not going to give it an f because i think that that's harsh i think that i liked robbie and i liked Will Smith. Um, I think they both deserved better. I think I like Viola Davis. I think she. Um, I saw someone make the comment. I want to see the movie that she thought that she was in, uh, because she was really given it. I mean, she gave a great performance. She doesn't have a ton of screen time, but when she's there, she is just icy. She's in that character. Um, but I didn't see much else to really compel me, so I'm giving it a D. All right. Um, I think this will probably be one of our biggest splits because um, this is a movie that, you know, I went in and I, you know, 
I did see a lot of the problems that you saw with the movie, and I agree with you that they there are problems with this movie. Um, I just don't think they're that big of problems. I, I've seen movies with bigger problems than this movie, and I think one of the things that I that really brings it up is that even though it does have the problems, I still enjoyed the hell out of it. Hmm. I left there like smiling because I I did like it. I I liked. I liked a lot of the performances, um, and I think that that's on me as a viewer. You know, I'm sure that's I'm not looking like even though I could see critically the problems that it has, and I think we talked about them. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. I yeah. really did. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I uh, I don't think it was as as I don't think it was poorly executed necessarily. I did see problems with it. I am definitely giving this movie. I'm giving it a B minus. I'm, Ooh, I'm, wow. I'm going up high because even See, though did you you thought this movie was better than Batman v Superman? Yes, hundred percent better than Batman v Superman. Wow. Um, I thought Batman v Superman suffered tonal problems that this movie didn't have as much. I think this movie. Granted, they may have been shoved in at the end, but I think this movie was a lot more lighthearted. Than Batman v Superman, I didn't feel like there was as much like, uh, like. See, I don't think it was lighthearted. I, I really, I, there was no real lightness. What was the lightness? I don't. What was? I, I just kind of felt like there wasn't a level of seriousness that Batman. I agree v that Superman. it was lighter than Batman yeah. v Superman, but I, 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 I just didn't feel there was like no. Maybe it just compared to those two movies, it feels lighter. But I, I kind of, I didn't feel like there was like, I didn't feel we didn't have Marvel's lightness. No, certainly. it did not have Marvel's lightness at all. Um, but it, it definitely, I just felt like, I kind of felt like. It was are a, you thinking of? Are you conflating lightness and the fact that the movie was entirely inconsequential <laughs> and there were zero stakes and nothing mattered? <laughs> Is that what you mean by lightness? Is that it was pointless? Do you I, mean pointless? No, no, no. Of course not. I, 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 I kind of felt like I knew what they were doing, and I felt like I was along for the ride, and I enjoyed it. Mm. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you were wrong. Um, I no, because I understand. Disagree, and that's I okay. understand. I understand where you're coming from and mm-hmm. why you don't like it. I just kind of feel like. I think it hit a lot of the right notes for the characters, and I kind of enjoyed it. Mm. Um, there, it's definitely more on the low end of that B minus, like almost getting to like the C area for me, because I think that there's a lot they could have done to make it better. Yeah, a, a, you know, on my end, I mean, yours sure. they could have they needed a <laughs> lot more. <laughs> no, that's fine. To do better. Yes, but yeah, I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. So okay. Go to planetarbitrary.com for all your Planet Arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at Planet Arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at... Uh, at K. White Says. Like our Facebook page, backslash Comic Book Logic Podcast. I think it's just Comic Book Logic. Um, best way you can help out the podcast is to like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can give us the five stars and say we suck as long as you say that we get... As long as we get that five stars or however the Apple iTunes thing works. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's five stars. Um, you could also listen to our sister podcast, the Pat's Retro Video Game Review Podcast, a.k.a. Play On, where Pat and Steve talk about video games. And you could also listen to Game Classy Podcast, where Steve and myself will talk about tabletop games. And uh, next week, we'll be talking about Gen Con. Hey. Just coming up. So, Kevin, uh, until next time. It's like some kind of Suicide Squad <laughs> up in here. Big Willie style. Suicide Squad, Big Willie Summer coming at you. 
comic, what? Logic.